Hello, Get Booked listeners. Welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books that we just can't resist shouting about. This is Amanda Nelson, and today's Hand Cell is Open by Rachel Krantz. Let's hear from our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone, but you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done. At She wasn't. Three years later, Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. Now he is part of a conglomerate. His family owns this mega grocery store chain. He's not interested in working for them, but he is interested in those greenbacks, honey, that come in the form of a $100 million inheritance. To get it, he has to be married for five years. That's where our girl Anna comes back into play. So the two will fake a marriage, but as he gets to know her and gets to appreciate the feisty, foul mouth, paint splattered girl that she is, he'll begin to wonder if the money is worth the love of his life. Pick up The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren to find out if it is. And thanks again to Gallery Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. I always say let's hear from our first sponsor, but what I mean is let's just hear from our sponsor because there's only one sponsor in these episodes. I don't know why I keep saying that. Anyway, let's talk about Open. So this is a memoir by a journalist named Rachel Krantz, obviously. The subtitle is An Uncensored Memoir of Love, Liberation, and Non-Monogamy. I picked this book up because, well, first of all, we don't get a ton of sexual or romantic memoirs written by women when they're not about marriage. So I'm very into that. Second of all, Rachel Krantz is a pretty well-known journalist and internet content creator, and I was really interested in how she was going to portray her like kind of private relationships when she comes from a place of writing very openly about her private life on the internet. Um, and that's what this is. So she meets a man named Adam um, who wanted a committed partnership. She, he's much older than her, and he's also kind of dominant, like he's got a very domineering kind of personality. Um, And he tells her that he wants a committed partnership, but not a monogamous one. So he's looking for an open relationship where they are each other's primary live-in partners, but are free to go on about their business with other folks um, when and if they choose to do that. And so she's never had a relationship like that before. Rachel hasn't, the author. And so that's what this memoir is about. She kept really detailed diary entries throughout the process of working out this relationship with her boyfriend, husband, 
don't remember. Um, and then uh, later on with therapists and several experts that she brings in, counselors, um, as the relationship begins to get a bit, a bit rocky. Uh, this was fascinating to me because there are red flags about her boyfriend from the beginning. <laughs> he is domineering and controlling. He's manipulative. A lot of things that I that going into the book when I first started it, I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> you know, an open relationship or a polyamorous situation it involves, as far as I can tell, lots and lots of communication, uh, a lot of compromise. There's not a lot of that happening. And the power dynamic between the two of them and the age difference between the two of them is really, really evident. The interesting part about the memoir is that Rachel is not not into it, if you know what I mean. Like she feels, she kind of enjoys the feeling of being controlled and dominated in the way that her boyfriend does and makes her feel safe and cared for. And like she doesn't have to constantly be making all the decisions and all of that. She starts dressing the way that he wants. She does, you know, she gets involved in this romance essentially because he wants her to, even though she is not at her heart a person who is interested necessarily in non-monogamy. So it's, uh, you know, all about that process for her from going from looking for a fairly traditional relationship structure to really, really untraditional relationship structure. She's also queer, so there's a lot of conversations about managing that dynamic um, in a relationship with a man. Her primary relationship is with a man. And she also agrees to do a lot of things with with Adam that don't just that aren't just hey we're in a, a committed partnership and sometimes we go out and see other people it's like they go to swingers clubs they go to sex parties all very Brooklyn-y <laughs> from a perspective of you know me down here in the south or that sort of thing I know happens but is not talked about and you certainly couldn't google it and find it um, and so she goes along to all of these things that he wants her to um, so it's both like a researched look at the idea of monogamy or non-monogamy, especially for like millennial aged people when traditional uh, traditional marriage and child rearing is becoming increasingly more expensive um, and undesirable to our generation and to younger people. Uh, and also the implications that it has for queer communities uh, and things like that. So it's, it's that, but it is also a kind of like often troubling memoir of a woman who is willingly in a relationship with a man who seems quite unhealthy um, and how they navigate it and what the realizations that she comes to along the way. And I don't want people to read this memoir and think, oh, open relationships or any kind of untraditional relationship automatically means X because it's being portrayed through the lens of this one dude um, who is like a bit obnoxious. But it was still, you know, obviously that happens. People have really all kinds of different relationships with obnoxious partners, <laughs> monogamous or not. Um, so, you know, it's true to life, obviously, because it's a memoir. And it's just really, really interesting. And I, um, you know, you all have heard me talk on the show before about how I will always read a memoir about like a woman having an affair or a woman getting a divorce or like a mother doing any of those things. I really love that we're starting to get more memoirs from women who are making quote unquote like troublesome or whatever decisions or who are like living their truth really out loud in a way that men have been allowed to do and write about since the dawn of time. But women have been allowed to do and write about since what is it? April of 2020. <laughs> um, so this is another, you know, in that line of memoirs that I've been picking up. I would love to see more like this from women of color, but it is great to have a memoir about an untraditional relationships, uh, an untraditional committed relationship, I guess I should say, because there's not, I mean, 
having like casually dating is not untraditional. People have been doing that forever, but that she is in a committed partnership and then also seeing other people and her partner is also doing the same. That is still, I think there's still some stigma attached to that kind of relationship structure. So having that from a queer woman is really, really great. It's just really interesting. Even if you have no interest anthropologically or personally in the idea of an open relationship or non-monogamy or anything like that, the ability for women to write more things like this, I think it's important to support. So that is Open, an uncensored memoir of love, liberation, and non-monogamy by Rachel Krantz. And that came out in January. So thank you so much to our audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank all of you for listening. You can find more recommendations at bookriot.com and more podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. You can email us if you have feedback at getbooktobookriot.com and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm on Instagram at I'm Amanda Nelson, and my co-host Jen is on Twitter at Jen IRL and Instagram at I am Jen IRL. We will be back on Thursday. Thursday.